and welcome to the Emerge Stronger podcast, where we explore the power of self-discovery, the impact of great leadership, and how, when they do things well, leaders can really change lives. I'm Nick O'Sullivan, and with my co-host Simon Shaw, we explore experiences, issues, and events that relate to leadership and what we can learn from them. Join us and Emerge Stronger. Simon, hello. Hi, Nick. How are you doing? Not bad, Simon. Not bad. Uh, so, uh, interesting one today. We are going to be talking about strategy and uncertainty and how strategy helps businesses and organizations cope with and respond to uncertainty. So, um, uh, I believe you might kick us off by just talking about, well, okay, what, what's uncertainty? Yeah, shall I do that? Nick? Yeah. And I mean, I think what I'd say about uncertainty is, is it's not just one thing. Uh, I think there are degrees of uncertainty and it's quite useful just to kind of have a think about, well, mm, are we talking about something that is really very uncertain or something that's only a bit uncertain? So I, I would suggest that we look at that uncertainty in terms of four levels and I'll give them each a name and we can kind of you know get a bit of a handle on, on where we are when we're thinking about uncertainty. So look, the first one is I think where where the future actually looks clear enough you know no one's got a crystal ball and of course things can come from you know all over the place to to kind of change it but but you know assuming assuming that doesn't happen then the future looks clear enough and we don't really have to have a complicated view of it we can have a single view of what that future looks like for our business that's a nice position to be in um and but to, to be fair some businesses are in that kind of position where there isn't very much uncertainty around the market's pretty clear uh that there's no big change that you can anticipate on the horizon so let's just crack on with what we're doing so level one clear enough future and then we move up to level two where well it's not that clear because we can see some alternatives developing. So level two is looking at the alternative futures and thinking about what they might be. Uh, but but they're not um, they're not unlimited. There's a limited set of possible future outcomes, um, and 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 one of which or maybe two will, will occur. So you're you're there. You're looking at different options. Really, you're saying, well, we think that the market might move either this way or that way, um, or you know there might be three ways in which we think the market might move so let's uh let's examine those ways uh those possible alternatives and then we can we can pick a route through those so that's level two is um not it's it, it's not completely clear but we can see what the alternatives are and therefore we can we can kind of analyze them and do some options analysis on them yeah i think <clears throat> and i think where things get a bit tougher is in more complicated markets more complex situations more fast moving where the range of futures is more than just a question of an alternative between a b and c let's say there's a whole range and and it's really difficult to pick uh, which is the most likely future or actually which are the most likely futures in combination with each other because that's a complex scenario when you've got um, the market being affected by lots of different things and so that makes the possible uh, the possible futures that, that, that may happen it makes them very open uh, so there's a range of futures there but still you can use your data and your analysis which I know you, you'll talk through in, in a moment Nick 
because that's what the strategic process gives us. It gives us the information and the analysis from which we can then make sense of that possible range of futures and pick some options. And we'll talk about we'll talk about how fixed those options are and how you build in flexibility and choice later on. But but that's level three. Look, uh, we're not entirely sure the future is quite complex and dynamic, but we think that using the information that we've got and our own insight and intelligence, we can pick out uh, a, a route through those uh, those range of possible future outcomes. That's level three. And then level four is true uncertainty, where you can't really even predict uh, what's going to happen. That doesn't happen very often because markets you know, have trends and you can usually see what's happening. But sometimes it really isn't. Uh, you just don't know what will happen because of, a, let's say, a major change or a regulatory uh, uh, reversal, you know, that, that everything, everything is up for grabs, really. Mm. So you can't, you, you, you can't predict one out of, you know, or two or three out of a whole range of outcomes. You can't even do that. So you've got to be prepared for whatever hits you. <laughs> yeah. So that's true, true uncertainty. I, mean, I just, so, I just I, I've written down no idea, exclamation mark, yeah, as, no as idea. DEFCON 4. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, businesses hate that. They they, they always say, "Well, what business needs is 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 a bit of, a bit of a level of certainty." <laughs> so you don't really want to be at that level four, but sometimes you might be. I mean, it's really interesting because as as you were talking there, and I guess what came through to me was the amount of, uh, I guess you might call it noise in planning terms. That the, the yeah. level of noise increases as you go down, and as you get to level four brackets, no idea. And then there's just so much noise and so much stuff going on. It's really difficult to find your way through. I mean, another... I really, I, re I really like that analogy, Nick. Actually, because because you're right. At level one, uh, it, it, the voices are easy to pick out, if you like. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right. At level four, it's just a whole kind of, you know, <laughs> yeah, level, level one is of noise. Level one is I know what voices to listen to, and I can clear yeah. clearly hear what they're saying. Level two is yeah. there's some people coming away from the background that may or may not be relevant. Level three is like trying to plan in a busy pub on a Friday night. And level four yeah. is just some sort of chaos cool. and riots going on. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because the other word that kept cropping up as you were talking was future, which I thought was really interesting. Because uh, I guess in in my experience of doing this stuff today, probably the or at least a key part of strategy, you, you're trying to position an organization for the future. You're trying to get to say, okay, well, this is now. But where are things going to be in the future? How do we take action so that we can position our organization business to be as effective as possible over the years from now until, I don't know, five, ten years into the future, whatever it might be. So for me, future is a, a key theme when it comes to strategy. It's what strategy is all about. And I think um, it's an interesting term, strategy. It gets used a lot. People love it because it's got lots of positive, powerful, strong connotations. But it is something that is definitely distinct from operational activity but i do find it crops up a lot all the time in various conversations and people use the term strategy it's like that's that's not really strategy and um i read a, i read a book which is on my bookshelf and i'm looking at it i'm not sure if i should plug it or not so i won't uh but uh but i read a book and and, and in that the uh, it's a brilliant book and he uses a uh a number of military examples as we go through the book and even every now and then i think you've got confused in your military example between strategy and tactics again mm. um and the, the lines that i remember really clearly thinking that i end up writing down so that's quite a good way to put it was that strategy is not about how we fight our battles but strategy is about selecting which 
battles to fight. And so if you're thinking about, am I talking strategy or am I talking something else? Well, if you're talking about how do we decide which battles to fight, probably strategy. If you're talking about how do I fight the battle, it's probably operations, to be fair. Uh, and in business terms, I guess, if you're going to turn that into more business speak, it's not strategy. It's not about how you do operations and how you deliver objectives. It is about identifying what your operations and what your objectives should be. And that, that for me, is sort of the role strategy should play. I think I think that's exactly right, really. And and you know, uh, one one of the one of the kind of markers of a successful strategy is that it gives the people who are fighting the battle, as it were, uh, the best opportunity to win it. Mm. Um, and so a good strategy will do that, will put you in a position where where you have the best chance uh, that you have to, you know, that's possible to, 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 you know, to pursue your objectives and, and gain them. And sometimes that's difficult if you're in a defensive situation you know it's really hard to come up with a strategy but but even but, but even there you can do one that that you know limits the losses if you like and, and sometimes frankly we're, we're there in businesses aren't we we sometimes mm. do have to kind of play play a difficult market and retreat whereas on you know on one hand whereas on the other hand obviously we're going out to, to yeah you know to, to to win a battle somewhere else well i, I know it's and i definitely agree there is a correlation between strategy uh enabling and supporting operational success but you know there's the old phrase uh, you might win the battle but lose the war you mm. know so we could tell someone to go in and these are the battles that you know i want you to go away and close that contract with that company over there because they're exactly or just because that's what we do and so they go out and they do that and they, they can't you know the team might win a brilliant contract it's really lucrative but but strategically that could be an utter failure because, <laughs> because although we got that contract uh, the work that we do in delivering that contract has a shelf life. It's being replaced by technology. We're we're focusing on services or products that are going to become obsolete, and we are not positioning the business for the future and telling our team actually what we need to do is pivot away from this line of work because that's got a shelf life. Combustion engine cars, as an example, we need to be looking for how we position this business to take on you know the new emerging products, accessing the newer emerging markets, whatever it might be. So, well, uh, you're absolutely right, and 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 you're right also to to focus and to concentrate on that word future because that is what strategy is about, and the ability to 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 kind of foresee what the future might look like is one of the things I think we look for in strategists and in strategic thinking. Mm. Um, and so we use techniques like, you know, the Delphic uh, method of thinking around what the future might look like. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? Because, of course, the Delphic method was an oracle, you know, in ancient Greece who, 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 could, who could, you know, you cast your tea leaves or whatever it was or, or sacrifice a goat. <laughs> Massively <laughs> scientifically the... proven then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, absolutely then you get the future in there but uh so so nobody believes that anymore but 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 there is there is this sense that well we need people who who because of their experience and insight and you know and all the rest of it maybe can 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 see a little bit further into the future than people who have if you like whose heads are down in 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 the operations the whole time so i think that sense of lifting your head and looking into the future and developing a almost a sixth sense nick for what's out there is one of the one of the really good markers i think of a of a good strategist yeah i, th I think so and it's, it's learning where to look actually it was kind of yeah. nicely gets us on to a, sort of another another part of i think how strategy helps with uncertainty and that that bit of well how how do we start understanding where we look to find these answers because if you start with a blank canvas it's almost overwhelming particularly with the internet and 
stuff these days uh, in terms of how much volumes of information and data sources there are out there to look at. And a good strategy process, again, for me, it helps businesses and executive teams and C-suite and boards and whatever else try and just apply some uh, sort of process to that that really helps them cut through that noise. And for me, one of the key things that we initially need to consider or certainly we went through with our clients is, is going, well, look, so one thing you do know really well is your business. So first of all, let's just block out all the other noise because there's a lot of it mm. and just go, right, we know your business. You, you guys know your business really well. So let's start focusing on what your business has got and what it hasn't got. And, and let's look at those kind of factors and how that might be relevant. And that, you know, it really starts with that, that kind of level in terms of the, the old sort of big grandiose questions about, well, what is your business first of all? You know, what is it your business is here to do? What is the purpose that your business is here to fulfill? Oh, it's here to fulfill this. Okay, well, if that's a business here to fulfill, that's going to tell us or allow us to have some sort of metric to, to assess stuff in terms of, well, is this thing that we're considering, is that in or out of scope, given that that's the function that your business is here to fulfill? And then another good one is, is obviously vision. You know, where, where is it you want your business to end up? If that's the purpose and you want what, you're, what you want your business to do, what is the vision of in doing that? Where do you want to end up and what does success look like? And that provides another fairly useful metric when you're assessing various strategic options of, or operational options. If we take this action, will it help us get to that vision or not? And then value to me is another key one in terms of helping you decide how you should get there or how you should operate in delivery of your strategy and you really need to be clear i think on those things and obviously we're you know we're, we're working with clients currently where we're grappling with some of these issues at the minute and these these things like mission vision statements that they're not sound bites they're not marketing tools they can be used for that fair one uh, but that is not their primary purpose their primary purpose is to write some sort of points of reference on which you're going to assess the relevance of various options available to you yeah, they are. And I think you're right to start with those big things, uh, really, Nick, because when, when we think about purpose, it's really it's really a kind of orientation of your business towards your customers. Fundamentally, that's what it is. It's how do we fit? How do we see our business, what we do, our activities f fitting inside uh, a broader context, which is a, a market, a, you know, customer group or whatever it is that's that's the in in a way when we when we examine business purpose it's fundamentally about those things now it might not be expressed like that you don't have to have the word customers or mm. clients or market in, in in the purpose but fundamentally it's that sense of orientation of us within that that space so we can almost think of your business as a kind of rocket ship and 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 the, and, and you're pointing in a certain direction you know in 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 outer space you're going you know you're saying we're heading towards the magellan cloud or whatever it is that's <laughs> yeah. that's the space we're playing in, and we're going to approach it from this angle and do these things so it's that kind of sense of how are you positioned within that sort of space of of, of, of the market that you're working in? because it, we, we all work in a market of some kind or another even if it's not a commercial market we're working in a, a kind of regulated market or whatever it might be and i think i think uh, absolutely those things that you've talked about are all about that sense of of orientation towards customers orientation of well um, once we understand where we're looking to play in this market what do we bring to the party yeah what is special about us yeah, yeah I, th I think so. it's you know partly you know let's say we're a freight business and you know we, we, we work in moving freight 
And someone comes into the office on one Monday going, hey, Gus, I've read an amazing article at the weekend that says renewable energy and solar panels are the future. Let's do that. Hang on a minute. Hang on. Our purpose as a business is to enable freight to get from A to B. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Is, is solar panels in scope or out scope? Well, it's out of scope. Well, okay, very easy. So that's just noise. Thanks for that, you know, Dave. Uh, but but not today. Maybe, maybe some other time. Uh, so, but it's that kind of stuff. About going, if this is our purpose, what activity falls within this and else? Well, absolutely. But you know, I had a neighbour has moved actually, gone gone back to gone back to Seattle. But <clears throat> but this neighbour of mine uh, worked for for Amazon, and he was here in Cambridge, and his job was to develop drone technology to the point where it was feasible to use to drop parcels without you know dropping them on some pensioner's <laughs> head you know <laughs> uh, so it's pretty pretty advanced stuff pretty clever stuff and you think about that from a freight freight business then 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 you might have a view about that kind of thing that probably wouldn't be counted as noise would it no or it's, it, it's, because that, that that's a voice saying whoa, 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 drones coming drones coming no exactly exactly and that stuff that that i think what if you continue this example if you were a freight company that sort of stuff you, you probably do need to look at absolutely because that is something that enables goods to get from a to b and you know you might need to look at well is this going to impact on business so going back to our, our purposes you know something to do with freight in scope drones they're, they're in scope uh renewable solar panels less so potentially yeah um so so for me that's so they're some of the key components and and one of the other bits a, a good strategic process does, you know, we, we talked before about where do people look for the answers uh, and starting with your own business. So you go, okay, so this is what our business is here to do. And this is where I want it to go. And then go, okay, so what, what currently is your business good at? What is, what is it not so good at? And start, start having a look at that and go, well, actually, we're really good at this stuff. Well, okay, is that something you essentially want to leverage then? Or, or we're not so good at this stuff. Well, okay, so how can you cover off that? Um, and then obviously... That gives you a good start to go, actually, in terms of the stuff we should do in order to achieve that, it should probably either you know, exploit in a positive way this strength we have or it needs to cover off its weakness. And, and then you put another filter on and go, OK, yeah, but if we take that stuff that we've now analysed, how does that play and resonate in terms of, as you said before, the market in which we operate? You know, how does that relate to our customers? What are our competitors doing? All that sort of good stuff. And then and then having looked at this is what we've currently got, this is considerations about space you're operating go yeah but how might stuff change in the future you know so you know the good old i'm a big fan of the steeple analysis you know how, if we if we use those headings how might things come in that could impact us and, and change that we might need to be ready for rather than respond to uh, and if you can put all of that then together what you should end up with is a fairly well considered rationalized view of how you can position your business given what you've currently got the space you operate in and how that might change in order to position it for the future. And that will I think, indicate what activity you should be doing. Yeah, no, exactly. So what you've done is separated out the voices from the noise. Yeah, you said these are the voices that we are listening to. Um, and having listened to them, we think we can see three or four different possible um, ways in which we can take this business into the future. And some of them might be you know, just incremental, we'll carry on doing the same, uh, but we'll do it, you know, with more customers in the same space, or we might, some of them might be a bit more evolutionary, well, we've got to develop our products, because that's what the competition is doing. And some of them might be revolutionary, yeah. saying, well, okay, we're not going to go into solar panels, but yeah, we are going to go into drones. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But it's a conscious decision based on rational analysis of the stuff that you know that, that you the business the leadership team know about expertise exactly you bring in exactly 
So, so, and, and in a way, what we've done there, we've done the second half of a kind of SWOT analysis. We've we've looked out there into the market. We said, here are some opportunities, here are some threats, but you've got to do the SW as well, haven't you? Look into your business, look inside, and say, well, look, are we are we actually set up well for this? Do we have the systems? Do we have the people? Do we have the you know everything it takes to 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 to, to take the business the way we want it? To? Yeah, and you know, I'm fairly gusting uh, and different in terms of which order you do it in. Uh, but I think as long mm. as you consider all those various elements, you should get to a good answer. So, you know, if we if we, we, we sort of discussed the fact that a strategic development process can help you deal with the uncertainty of where do I look for clues as to what the future is going to be. Um, but, you know, if we take that step forward, imagine we've, we've developed a great strategy, haven't gone through that process. And, uh, you know, we've come up with an operational plan that then feeds off that strategy and directs what activities should be going on and all that sort of stuff. And as you say, then, the world starts becoming very uncertain. We end up in your DEFCON 4 area with, oh my God, this could just go, all sorts of things can go in any which direction, you know, COVID pandemic and whatever else. Uh, so so how might a strategy help in that situation? Because I, I hear people say this, well, there's no point having a strategy because everything's so uncertain. There's no point developing one because it might change. Well, I'd just go back to really my, the, the bit we're discussing a minute ago that uh, if you've got a strategy that sets out, yeah, but this is what the organization is here to do. This is where we want it to end up, and this is how I want it to get there. It gives those really quick guidelines of, right, okay, this massive change has come along. Question, is this change something that we need to change the strategy for? Okay, well, let's break that down. Is, if we respond to the strategy like, if we respond to the change like this, is that something that will help us achieve our purpose? Yes or no? Okay. And if we respond to the change like this, Will that or will that not get us forward further towards our, our vision? Yes or no? And if we respond to it like this, is that or is that not in line with our values? And so very quickly, you've got a whole load of actually fairly simple questions to give an indication to the senior leadership team with the extent to which they need to look at and potentially adjust their strategy and operations or not. And sometimes, even in the case of the biggest events, when you look at it through those, you go, Do you know what? This, although it's massive, it doesn't necessarily completely destroy our strategy. What we're still doing is right. We might need to adjust some of the operational elements a little bit because our supply chains have been knocked out of kilter or whatever it might be. But actually, the strategy as a whole is is broadly correct. And so it really yeah. helps people very quickly get comfortable with understanding the extent to which an unforeseen change may or may not impact their organization and what they need to do about it. Yeah, no, I think that's right. I mean, you'd be mad, <clears throat> wouldn't you, really, to attempt to do anything uh, at all in business without a strategy because <clears throat> because you're you're lost in outer space, really. You're lost in space. You don't know what you're doing without it. And you might be lucky. Look, you might be lucky. You might stumble upon, you know, a planet that's just like Earth <laughs> and you can, you know, <laughs> but, you know, chances are pretty slim, actually. Yeah, I mean... So, so, <laughs> so you absolutely need a strategy. But, but I think what you've been describing there, Nick, is very interesting because I'd say... Uh, in a way, what you've been talking about isn't so much a strategy. What it is, it's a specific set of what I'd call strategic playbooks. So you're saying, here's our playbook for these things we're trying to do in, in the business. And you're probably going to have a bit of a balance of things. You say, you know, you'd be you'd probably be unwise to put all your eggs in one basket and say, right, we're going to put all our investment, all our future into this. You're probably going to have a bit of a range of things that you're trying to do. And you've got some strategic playbooks that balance commitment to those, 
you know, to your plans, because you absolutely need to follow up strategies and operational plans. <laughs> Otherwise, chaos again, you absolutely do need to do that. But you're balancing commitment to a course of action, which you've determined on the back of your strategic playbook, you're balancing that with the flexibility to kind of adjust and thrive, even if the scenarios turn out to be you know, different from what you, you envisaged. And that's what a playbook gives you. It's yeah. not exactly a blueprint. It's not really even a script, but it's close to a script. It no, kind of gives you I, I think, a set of moves. I think it's absolutely, and I guess that's why I love, I love well done strategy. Because, because, and I, you know, one of the first clients I ever, I ever did work with in this vein, we had some initial discussions and they were really quite concerned in the initial couple of sessions so far. But, you know, if we come up with a strategy, what if this amazing opportunity comes along? And we, then that's a sort of, we stopped really and, and explored that for a bit and explored the point that a, a strategy should not become a dogma. It's not a case of this, therefore, is exactly what I have to do come, you know, no matter what happens elsewhere. A, but a strategy is, a, I, I quite like your term, it is a playbook, it's a set of principles by which you can quickly assess, is it in or out of scope? Is this the right thing to do or not? And if it is, then it goes from playbook into the next bit in terms of, well, okay, let's now turn it into a plan then um, and actually yeah. shape the activity of it. Oh, exactly right. And if you haven't got that, you know, you're not going to make any headway either. Well, I, I, and, and I just, you know, go on, Nick. I was just going to say, because in terms of your levels of noise, I guess, a strategy almost enables levels of response. So change does, change yeah. comes in. Option one, this change isn't going to impact us. We can just stick with stuff as we are. Option two, this change might impact us. I might need to have a look at it um, and we might need to reconsider what we're doing. And then level three is, yeah, this change is definitely a significant change to the conditions and assumptions we, we put our strategy on and we definitely need to, you know, potentially make some quite big shifts. Yeah, exactly. And you could, and you might need to make those kind of as uh, on, on the go, if you like, as you're going along. Because one of the other things I'd say about strategy, Nick, is it's never a done deal. No. It's, it's never done. Uh, it's there. It's your best attempt at, you know, having charted the uncertain uh, course out there, waters, and got yourself a course. Uh, but actually, the other thing that I think you always need, and senior leadership teams and boards, really, this is an area that they really should focus on a lot, is, well, what are the signals in the market that would trigger in us a kind of, hmm, do we need a change of course here? Yeah. What are those signals and where are they coming from? Are they competitor signals? Are they client signals? Are they consumer signals? Are they, you know, political signals? Back to steeple again. There are loads of places that these signals come from. Mm. But, you know, you are an intelligence officer as, yes. uh, yeah, as yeah. a strategist. You're, you're trying to pick up these signals and make sense of them. And and I think having a really good sense of those, you know, the, the power of the market to signal things is one of the things that makes markets so effective and so fascinating. So if you're going to work well in a market, for God's sake, get good at recognizing those signals. Yeah, no, I, I think that's that's definitely true. Uh, you know, you, you don't just have a strategy, come up with a plan, and then, as I say, that that is it. A strategy needs to be reviewed all the time. And um, it's funny you mentioned that signals thing, actually, because I had that with a, with a client just recently. We, we were working through the plan, and we were talking about um, various indicators they might need to look for. And obviously there's indicators about what's going internally, KPIs, there's indicators about what's happening in the market, mar measures of various market performance and traits you might want to monitor. And, you know, there's measures of various other bits, like, you, you know, you mentioned PESL, and you might look at political uh, volatility in a certain market mm, and all that mm, sort of stuff, mm. or, or legislative changes or whatever it might be. But you're absolutely right. They, they are the sort of indicators any team developing a strategy should should have a think about 
and monitor and they don't have to necessarily monitor them all the time but periodically maybe at a you know a board meeting every you know, twice a year or once a year go right you know, let's just have a look through all our wider macroeconomic uh, markets just to see if there's anything we need to look at in more detail yeah and if it's a really critical thing for the business to do and you don't have the capabilities you know there are professional services organizations out there that make a living from doing exactly that mm. from providing market intelligence so that market is you know is something that you can you can you can you know pay pay good money for and it, it might very well be the right thing to do yeah well and obviously the bigger your organization where the sums become mm. bigger that sort of stuff becomes more value because it you know, let's be honest, it, the decisions that follow off the back of a strategy should, if it's done well, shape and guide what an organisation invests its money, which people it employs, which training it does, which customers and chases after and all that sort of stuff. It will impact an organisation significantly financially for several years if it's done well. So the cost of getting it wrong can be significant. So it is definitely worth, I think, any leadership team in, in any organisation investing sufficient time in strategic development and understanding the both their own organization the environment they're going to be operating into a sufficient view where they they can make sure that the decisions they make are not going to be a waste of resources well i agree and i think it's for me it's one of the biggest responsibilities uh, for senior leaders and boards uh, and it's one thing that they should be probably spending a fair bit of their time on every every you know kind of every day as it were it's part of their job to do that even if they only kind of meet well, occasionally yeah, I, I heard a great line once from a brilliant lady who basically just said look if it's not the, if it's not their job whose job is it uh which oh, there, yeah, there you good go. point um so it says it all says it all uh you know that was that was uh, i think good to say, and, and i really hope um you know the, the listeners have sort of got an idea of you know the, the topic strategy and uncertainty how does strategy help with uncertainty well actually quite a lot you know, if, if you've got a good process, it helps you learn where to look for the answers in terms of what you should be doing. Once you've got a strategy, it helps you understand how you should respond to change, which activity you should be doing in your business, which you should not be doing, what you should be turning up, what should be turning down. And I always make the point to my guys that, you know, a, a good strategy should really inform every decision you make in your business. What training should it get the team to do? What capabilities do you want them to have so they can access what markets? Oh, well, that's probably going to take yeah. more training. I should do. You know, so a strategy really does help dispel uncertainty in every dark corner of every organisation if it's done well. Um, so for me, does strategy help with uncertainty? That is a one hundred percent. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, we've given that the thumbs up, definitely. But it'd be interesting to hear what all of our listeners think. It, it, about I, I'd be, I'd be fascinated to hear people's experience of it. Um, yeah, that'd be that'd be brilliant. So, uh, Simon and I invite that listeners if you got it, and a big hello to our listeners in Germany, by the way. We noticed we've got quite a few in Germany. Um, that so, yes, if you've had experience of strategy, whether it's done well or done badly, we'd we'd love to get your feedback. Um, Simon, thank you very much uh, again for joining us. Have you got any closing thoughts, Simon? Oh no, I've just really, really enjoyed it, and uh, life life seems a little less uncertain now than it did half an hour ago. <laughs> I don't think we've covered the strategy for life, but I'm glad you feel that way. Um, in the in the next uh, podcast, time, we're going to be exploring uh, the concept of this is one again I'm borrowing from the military, and it, it comes up so often in conversations with business leaders. I thought it would just be worth exploring. Um, a, what I mean by it, or what what is meant by it, and, and B, how that how that can relate to uh, business context. And it's the concept of supported and supporting um, leaders, departments, teams of businesses, whatever it might be. So the yeah, it's a really useful 
just framework to help people understand their role within a strategy. Funny old thing, funny old formally enough, or within an operational plan indeed. So yeah, next next episode, the concept of supported and supporting within an organisation. Brilliant. Look forward to it. Uh, Simon, thanks once again for joining us and thank you to you as well. And we hope to see you again soon. If you're enjoying our podcast, want to keep up to date with the topics we explore, give yourself opportunities to consider what you believe the best takeaways for you are, then please like or subscribe. And you may even want to check out our website at mojavetraining.co.uk.